after that first little launch and making a couple thousand dollars, I was like sold on this model. It just felt so good for me and so exciting to get to work with people and really help them do something. And so from there on, I just really focused on growing it, turned it into, uh, you know, I hit my first six figure year and now I'm like getting close to that seven figure a year mark still while running what feels like a really simple business to me. Like I have a small part-time team of two. I work about 25 hours a week. I now have two small kids. Like it just works with my lifestyle, but has been transformative in our financial security as a family. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Gemma Bottom Carter here with me today. She's an online course strategist and digital marketer who has helped over 6,000 entrepreneurs launch and scale their businesses. With her two signature programs, Course Creator School and The Passive Project, Gemma coaches clients on how to monetize their ideas using online courses and digital products. She helps her clients build scalable, sustainable digital businesses with long-term vision and effective strategies that work throughout industries. While when she's not creating her courses, or giving a live training inside of her student communities, you'll find her chasing around her two young kids, tackling her next real estate investment project, or watching The Real Housewives. And, <laughs> you gotta uh, throw that last one in. I, yeah, I had to, it had to be part of it. So <laughs> just uh, as long as it's not being on The Real Housewives, like I'm not sure how that's you know uh, a very uh, I don't know enviable. That's kind of like watching a train wreck, right? Totally. So. I'm I'm a happy I'm a happy viewer. I yeah. don't think I'd ever yeah want to be on the show. Myself. There's a little bit in there though. You're watching. You're like I could be on this. well uh so don't tell me how this um i read a little bit about you know your background and everything else but um tell me how did you decide that you were going to get into digital courses and you know i love the idea of passive income so i would definitely want to get into the passive project with you but like what made you decide that like you're like okay this is what i can do i'm going to be a digital course expert yeah i mean it wasn't that cut and dry uh (laughs) it it didn't come to me that quickly but uh like there was this, I I was building a side hustle. And at the time I was pregnant, I was coming home from my nine to five job. The side hustle I had going on was like a blog, a home decor blog. And so I was already building up things like ad revenue and affiliate revenue with that business. But I was coming home, super pregnant, middle of the summer car. Like I didn't have any air conditioning. So the, the, the uh, windows were down. I was stuck in traffic, sweat, like dripping down my face and just kind of had this moment of thinking to myself, like, okay, when this baby gets here, do I want to still be doing this? Do I still want to be commuting back from my nine to five in a job that I don't particularly love anymore? 
um, and kind of like rushing home for that one hour at the end of the day to spend with my kid. And I kind of made that decision in that moment that I needed to figure out a different avenue for myself and build something for myself that was going to allow me to not go back to that job. And I'm happy to say like after having my daughter, I never did go back to that nine to five. I could tell you all the things I did in between. I've had like many entrepreneurial ideas and they didn't all quite stick. But in doing all of that, I really landed on this whole idea around teaching and mentoring others. And the reason why it came to be was because I had had this blog going, which ended up turning into kind of something major and was at being asked to speak at all these blogging conferences. And so I'd give these talks and I would get literally like cards in the mail afterwards from people who'd been in the audience saying how great it was, how much they got from my presentation. And I kind of thought like, oh, I think there's something here. Like I, I really love giving these talks, love connecting with these people. Maybe I need to like pursue this further. And right in that moment, um, as things happen like this, I got, you know, some, I joined some email lists or something of someone who taught about courses and digital products. And I thought like, oh, okay, this might be a thing. And so I decided to go for it. And I put my first course out there, which like really was a bit of a flop when I look back on it, but it totally got me hooked. It was a course for bloggers. You know, I was just showing them what I'd already done. And after that first little launch and making a couple thousand dollars, I was like sold on this model. It just felt so good for me and so exciting to get to work with people and really help them do something. And so from there on, I just really focused on growing it, turned it into, uh, you know, I hit my first six figure year and now I'm like getting close to that seven figure a year mark still while running what feels like a really simple business to me. Like I have a small part-time team of two. I work about 25 hours a week. I now have two small kids. Like it just works with my lifestyle, but has been transformative in our financial security as a family, you know? And so, yeah, I could just talk about courses all day long because they changed the whole game for me. You know, you can hear the passion in your voice about it. And it's, it's funny that like, I imagine that scenario, you painted a very good picture of like sitting in that car, no AC, like sweating, pregnant, like just like at that breaking point, like, is this really what I want? Right. Exactly. And that's such a hard, I think there's so many people that can relate to that of just saying, you know what, like they know, I think the problem is that we, we, we throw up and say, I don't want this. We don't determine what we want. Mm. Right. Like that's the easy part is to go. I don't want to be doing this the rest of my life, but not doing something. And you kind of flew through there, but you were like, I tried a whole bunch of things. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, it's the actual step of trying them. That's why I try to tell people like I've had 15 businesses and 10 of them miserably failed, like bad. Like they, some of them didn't even get off the ground, you know? And, and, but because I had those experiences, I was able to get better at the ones that I wanted to pursue when I found totally. You know? Totally. The lessons learned from all of those little things I tried absolutely played into me turning now what I've like my what I've turned my business into. And so decorating those weddings or <laughs> designing websites for people or all of those little things like definitely played that role. And I think also just like sometimes it's about like back to your point about not knowing what we actually want, like. I just had a vision of what it could look like 
without mm. understanding how I was going to get there. And I just didn't allow my fear to kind of hold me back from just trying a whole bunch of stuff to get me to that place. And like, just had faith that, you know, eventually <laughs> I'd figure it out. Well, you know, I think that comes down to like knowing your why and your what and the how is what most people focus on. Like, I don't know how to do that. Well, but what do you, why would you want to do that? You know, what, what is the reasoning to get to the other end? And if that big why is there, which was for you sounds like I wanted to be home with my kids. I wanted to have, you know, a different lifestyle. There's an, there's, I see other people doing it. Right. And then knowing that why, like the how part, you kind of figure out if you have that goal to where you want to go. That's right. You know, and that's what I had to do. I kind of told you my story offline a little bit, but like, when I was sitting there and I was like, dude, like, what did I, I like screw. I was like, I screwed up my whole life. I was literally sitting there thinking like, I screwed up my whole life. I'm like, and I found fire, you know, which is financially independent, retire mm-hmm. early. And I'm like, what is that? And it was like, I found out about mailbox money and passive income. And I'm like, okay, I want that. And this is how long it's going to take me to get there. And I'm like, and I mean, if I literally drew it out for you, it'd be like, you'd be like, you're insane. Like you're yeah. so bad off right now. You want to be retired in 10 years. Like, but I knew that's what I wanted. And so I figured out the how part of it, you know? Yeah, exactly the same um, with me, with seeing other people have success with digital courses and like digital offers and being sort of like mentors or coaches and thinking, oh my God, like they have figured it out. So if they have done it, I can 100% get there too. I just need to do the doing and stay consistent and show up and figure it out. But if you figure out that why, I feel like that, you know, that whole like Rocky thing where it's like, you know, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up, you know, like, I feel like that's the life of an entrepreneur, but that get up comes from like knowing what you want. hundred percent. Yeah. So when you, you've worked with, I mean, you know, I we been on the launch, like 6,000 plus entrepreneurs, like you must be seeing patterns of the people that have success in their launches, in their courses. And those kinds of things. So what do you see that stands out above others that those are there? I don't know if it's their, their qualities, if it's their courses qualities, like what do you see as patterns that where people can have success and building that kind of lifestyle? Because I think if we introduce kids to these things and they could start something like this with passive income mm-hmm. early in life, like they can go out and make massive bets, which is really what entrepreneurs do, right? We bet mm-hmm. that we're going to beat something. And they can make bigger ones because they have this kind of cushion built in where there's money coming in the door on one side, and then I can go outside, solve the world's biggest problems on the other side. That's right. Yeah, I think it, I think there's a few things that I've noticed. One is that kind of, like we talked about earlier, that unwavering vision of where they're headed. I think like when people are connected to that, they will keep showing up because part of what my really successful students have demonstrated is like a consistency and a willingness to just keep doing it when sometimes it feels like you're talking to nobody or, you know, you keep putting stuff out there and it's not happening overnight, but they're willing to keep showing up and getting visible. I work in particular with people who are building personal brand type businesses. And so really they need to Uh, often it's like people buying from people. Um, And so if they keep showing up and, you know, putting content out there and getting visible and building their community and kind of creating a movement around what they're talking about, those are the folks who really end up soaring. The other thing is 
the ones who deeply understand their audience and that problem that they're solving for people and get laser clear on what that one thing is and don't like get too um, distracted. Like they stay really focused on that one thing. They become known for that thing. And the speed at which they see success is so much faster than the other folks who are maybe like jumping around from shiny object to shiny object. Um, and then the last thing is like the ones who are also really dedicated to getting results for their students and their clients that they work with. Like I see it time and time again, the more that they put into their programs, the more testimonials and case studies come out. And as you get that social proof, it becomes so much easier to sell your courses and digital offers. It's like they're, you know, when you're starting, it's like pushing that car up the hill. And as you start getting those testimonials and case studies and the word of mouth marketing starts happening about how great your offers are, then that car just starts going down the hill with ease. They just start selling more and more and more. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's actually like working. And um, they get so excited, but it's because they've genuinely solved a problem in the marketplace for people and what they're doing works. And so it becomes easier and easier to sell. You know, um, <clears throat> I, I caught one part in there that I really wanted to kind of explore more with you, which is like determining the problem or the solution that you're going to provide, but being laser focused on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, when I, you know, I'm in the same community. I see all these people, you know, I've got those, I'm on a lot of those email lists too, just cause I like even reading their emails. Cause they're some people are really good at, it. <laughs> but um, you know, it's the ones that I see that like, okay, you know, they think that if I, if I, if I'm a little bit to everybody, it'll be a lot easier for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you were like, you know, laser focused on one problem and solve that problem. There's enough people in the world that need that problem solved that it makes a lot of money compared to thinking I can serve everybody and not really solve any problems. Right. Absolutely. And you become the go-to person for that thing. And so it makes it an incredibly easy buying decision because, you know, it's like if you're in the marketing space and you talk about everything and anything and, and yet compare that to someone who let's say just talks about, I don't know, reels on Instagram well, when someone is thinking, oh, I really want to like leverage Instagram better, like be a better, just show up better on Instagram. Well, they're going to go to the person who specifically specialize in Instagram reels. I have a student who is um, like, this is so niche. She is, she talks about childbirth and she's a doula and all this kind of thing. But her, her specific focus is helping pregnant women who want to have unmedicated births in hospital. So not home births, like in hospital, and they want to be unmedicated. How laser specific is that? And she is blowing up because <sighs> the women who identify with that, it's like an instant, they go to her rather than any other childbirth educator out there, because they know exactly that that is the information that they want. That That's like their problem that they want to solve. And she's the go-to person for it. So it's, it's really understanding that yes, being focused on that one problem and being, having a really clear understanding of what's your differentiator. How do you solve that problem for people that might be a little different from what others in your industry are doing so that you have this like unique proposition within the marketplace. 
Yeah. And the reason I wanted to focus on that was because I think about with the audience, with parents and their kids, like there's two pieces to that one, you know, like yourself sitting in that car sweating, right. And like, just fed up enough. Like I need to find a different way. Like there's those moments like that I think about where, you know, we have these, like, I don't want to say traumas because it's not really that it's really more like a, an epiphany, right? Like a, it's a finally, like, I, all right, I've had enough, right? Like I'm going to do something about this finally moments. And then I think about like, but I also think about, you know, if you're 14 years old, and everyone's telling you you don't know anything about the world, but you know quite a bit, you know, really there's some things that you know really, really well, that those also can be the opportunities where, you know, you talk about being specific. Like I've kind of gone down this crypto path in the last month because I interviewed this guy from IBM that was ahead of crypto. And I'm like, he opened my eyes finally to like the other side of it. And I'm like, man, if you know about this stuff and you could be a niche person to these things, like you have to be really good at one thing and mm -hmm. you can make quite a bit of money helping people learn deep, you know, it's an inch wide and a mile deep as opposed mm -hmm. to a mile wide and an inch deep. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And you'll solve the problem better for people because yes. if you're focused on that one problem, you're going to get really darn good at solving it rather than trying to solve 12 problems for everyone, you know, and only doing each one a little bit of justice. Yeah, it's um, I think that that's a, it's a huge point because because there's value from everyone. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the really for me, the, the, the mind opening piece about the whole part of like the online education coursework community is that every single person can bring value to that industry. Like I'm willing to pay for someone to teach me who knows everything about one subject and it's going to just, just, you know, and walk me through. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a lot of it too. You know, it's not just like, I want to go on Wikipedia, you know, <laughs> well, that's it. I think when you invest in courses or programs like that, you're paying for the shortcut. Like you're paying for someone to distill the information in a way that's easy to understand in a step-by-step -step kind of way. So you're not distracted by stuff that you don't need to do. There's no fluff in there. And you save yourself so much time. Like that's often yes. what we're paying for is like incredible time savings. It's a leverage. Yeah. You know, and that's where, that's where the, that's the trick for becoming, you know, getting into the, in, into following people that are wealthy is that you, you rarely will find a one man band that has no, you know, has just worked for himself and does his own work with his hands late nine to five or, you know, nine to nine more likely. And he got wealthy. It's not about that. It's about leverage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I could teach one piece and teach it once and then sell it 20,000 20, times over, that's a whole lot better than teaching it 20,000 times. It's going to take forever, right? <laughs> you so are the, speaking my language. That's uh, how I, I talk about that all day long. I love leverage. I mean, but that's yeah. the thing is like, that's the other part about like with building wealth is like, once you get to that leverage, now you have assets. If assets can start buying assets, you now have employees called assets. Yeah. And they work 24 seven. Yeah. You know, the whole world changes when it, you it, like get that concept really. It, it was, yeah, it's, it's mind, it's a mind blowing thing. You know, I tried, I, I'd hope with people, cause we're kind of talking about like having that aha moment. My dream is that we get to our kids younger and like, they don't have to be retrained because we trained them the right way in the beginning. You know, I know train right. is probably not the right way to say it, but like, you know, we trained our, because we do retrain our brains to think 
once we get that concept right but like imagine mm-hmm. if you had that concept at like 14 or 15 or 16 or 17 like and you already were building these assets and you had an extra 10 or 15 years of asset building like compounding is going to be explosive for you you know totally what i wouldn't do to go back to like my 15 year old self (laughs) my 15 year old self probably would have laughed at me now but (laughs) like what get out of here (laughs) you know old man um um, but no and that's you know we kind of you know touched on a little bit i don't mean to be the double like that's the thing is like that part of taking the action it's the inaction it's not the failure it's the inaction that's the failure in my mind. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think like sometimes when we get, we see people out there doing maybe the thing that we want to be doing or having all the success. And it seems like it happened really easily or overnight or something like that. We're just not seeing what has happened before that moment. Right. And they probably had 18 failures before they got there. And I think we can sometimes, I see people like beating themselves up about not hitting that goal quickly enough or just not being enough and um, not giving ourselves just like some grace that like we can get there too. We just need to have the patience sometimes to, and and just keep putting one step forward in front of the other. It's not sold that way. (laughs) Those aren't, those aren't the, those aren't the, 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 you know, attracting, you know, posts that we see of people. They're always just like, wow, last year, you know, I was broke. And now this year I'm a multimillionaire. And it's like, was it really that easy, bro? Like, come on, man. <laughs> you yeah. know? I think we're seeing, I don't know if you agree with me. Like, I think we're seeing a shift in the market. Like yeah. to, I think that, I think that some of those messages are starting to like, people are understanding things a little bit more clearly. And it's a business. You are, have to build it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't build a house. I think people's level like- of like, <laughs> Yeah, the sophistication level is starting to like come up, I think, of people understanding. Uh, I, yeah, some of the- I think that we've gone a little bit past. I, now with our younger people, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I think that there's a lot more people gravitating towards real entrepreneurs as opposed to Instagram millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. Like that are just like the influence over 4 million people that can't get, can't sell 20 t-shirts, Yeah, you know? And so I think that there's a, uh, an authenticity that we've kind of, we've gotten past the shiny part of it. And now there's mm-hmm. people, they're seeking people who have authenticity. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But there's a niche for those things. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a market for that. Like, I don't want to, like, when I go into YouTube to learn how to do something, like, I don't want the, like the super produced guy with his, like in the studio, like his khaki pants and his product. And like, I want the guy who's like in the field, like holding the phone like at a really bad angle he's like covered in dirt and he's like this is how you do it you know and i'm like all right cool that's the guy i want you know yeah but like totally. i don't want the super produced guy because he's gonna try and sell me the product i want the guy who shows me how to do something you know the, that's right because he's got 20 years of doing it yeah there's someone i follow actually it's on youtube and she has lots of followers hugely successful on there she's in the kind of the marketing space and um she made a pivot in her video style for about two months or so and it was like much more polished and produced because obviously she now has like the ability in her business to kind of do that 
And then she put out another video after that saying like, okay, we kind of experimented with that. And like it flopped and (laughs) all of you, like none of you liked it. And you all just want me back at my desk doing like screen share, easy peasy videos that are just feel much more relatable. And so, you know, she went back to that. Yeah. Like I could pause it and go like, okay, where do I click? You know? Yeah. Instead of just being like, you know, oh, head to the head of this page and, you know, find yourself and enter your bubble. And it's like, no, 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 just show me. Like I want, yeah. I would much rather have a really crappy loom video than I would any day of the week, like having some super produced. That's right. You know. That's right. And I think actually it's funny, like even as a course creator and someone who teaches people how to create courses, people get caught up in that. Like, oh, it needs to be professionally produced. These, uh, you know, I need very expensive software uh, to make this happen. And in reality, you can sell, create and sell a course with videos that you recorded, like using Zoom. Like I teach people how to just do a hack so you can use Zoom for free to record your videos and share your slides or whatever you need to do. Upload them to a Google Drive and host your student community on a Facebook group. Like you don't even need, I mean, most of my students do use a software eventually, but like for that first round, you can get by with the bare minimum. And as long as you're, solving a problem for people just like back to that original point you know it's about making the noise afterwards right mm-hmm. yeah and so that's uh i think like you said it's it's having that clear-cut goal of why am i buying this you know i bought a course to do the uh i bought a, a program to do to launch the podcast do right you know how many free podcast things are out there a whole bunch of them right but i knew because i knew that they get results you know and i launched into the, into the top 200 podcasts in the world i launched yeah, into amazing. it you know and it was like it was, it was unbelievable. And like, but I had, I knew that. So I bought that course because I knew the second I, I pulled that credit card out that I could stop. I could, I couldn't keep giving myself the, uh, the excuse to, you know, I'll do it later or I'll figure it out. Or it's too, you know, it's too much to figure out type of deal. Well, like, that's the other thing. When you, you know? when you pay, yeah. you start to show up a little differently. Or they say people who pay, pay, pay attention. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And so when you're dealing with people that are doing these uh, passive programs and these kind of things, like um, what are some of the tips that you would, you would have if someone's interested in looking into creating an online um, passive income for themselves on a course creation? Like where yeah, would you start? So, yeah. Well, we always start with like in the, the more active space and like organically launching a program and getting students in and delivering it live. It's all that like proof of concept kind of early phase stuff that I take them through. But once they have a program that has gotten students results, they've built it out to your point earlier. Now you have this product that you can really leverage. And so then at that point, we move into building out, um, you know, kind of like automated systems to sell that program on autopilot. And so whether that's through like some evergreen funnels, we talk about automating things like, like uh, webinars and trainings, just having simple lead magnets, leveraging paid ads at that point. So just we have this consistency of new audience members always finding your offer as a solution to their problem and then enrolling in it. And it's incredible once you've built up these kind of automated systems in your business. Like I, I didn't in 2020, I did not have a $0 day in my business because we just consistently had students enrolling in our products. And that's because I've focused on building out these automated systems. And maybe sometimes 
passing up on doing a live launch because I'm focused on building out these kind of funnels in the business. And so now I'm at this incredible place and that's what sort of my students build into their businesses as well. Cause it really does provide a level of security when you know you have these, these sort of automated funnels that bring students into your programs. And so, um, yeah, we just build these like really scalable businesses that, uh, can work even when you're not. Yeah. That's the key, you know, because that gives you freedom. That gives you life, yeah. you know, it gives you time, which you can't buy enough of, you know, and I think I, I'm very anti-hustle culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Same. know, I'm not a grinder. I don't want to be, I was, I've been a grinder. It, it's way better not being a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are like seasons of yeah. grinding, you know, especially when you're first getting started and yeah, to yeah, things absolutely. out, but having like well, that's not my knowing, why. My why isn't get, right. to get to be a grinder. My guy is to grind to get to be a uh, you know a, a passive person. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, uh, just I'm curious what uh, what is your funnel software of choice these days? Oh gosh, good question. I <laughs> I have to admit I am someone who um, like I piece a lot of things together, and so I use Active Campaign as my email. Uh, service provider and Thrivecart as my checkout page. And so those two things like connect and then all of my programs and products are built out on a platform called Teachery, which no one knows about, but they're like this lovely platform run by these people that um, are just good humans and I love supporting them. And so I piece it all together using Zapier, which can be like a glue (laughs) between all of these different pieces of software. However, I will say that... um, I, a lot of my uh, clients and students, if you want like an all-in-one solution are loving Kartra. That's like the one these days that people are, yeah, like really obsessed with where everything kind of works under one house. You don't need to use the glue like I do. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the, that's the way we've always done it mode, huh? Yeah, exactly. Like, I know this and I know that and I know this and I don't have to learn that. Yeah, yeah. I it's, And I'm lucky I'm married to um, like an IT guy. So he's able to easily just like connect the dots and make it all flow and work. That's awesome though. But that's the thing. That's why I asked is because, you know, there's not a, there's not a one solution. There's a lot of them out there. And so, yeah. um, you know, I don't want that to be a piece where people say, well, I can't do this because, you know, I don't know how to do all these things. Like there are Kartras, there's Kajabis, there's, you know, if you wanted to go into click funnels, there's click funnels that, you know, I wouldn't suggest that one, but, you know, drop funnels, there's a whole bunch of them out there now yeah. that are doing these things to where it's so user-friendly and point and click. Oh, the, the, the ease at which you can do it now, even compared to five years ago, yeah. to me is wild and just new like integrations and things coming all the time to just continue to make it easier and easier. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. You it's, totally it's, don't have to be techie. Well, that's the thing about funnel. Like people think about building a website and like, I, you know, I'm a WordPress person and like, I, I really wouldn't suggest it, you know, like it's saying. so much easier to just like go into the funnel system and like drag stuff around and just drop it in there because it's, you're, you have a different intent. You're driving traffic to it. It's not a, an informational site. It's a, it's a solvable problem site you know yeah I'm a WordPress person too I I started (laughs) blogging in 2010 so I like you know started to understand HTML coding and all that stuff back then and I just can't give it up now I can't switch (laughs) I know my niece does all my digital stuff and she's like she's like do you have to use WordPress I "I, I have to use WordPress because I'm not willing to learn something else 
<laughs> but um well, listen what else you tell me about real estate what kind of stuff are you guys into now because i know you've got little kids are you mm-hmm. are you um you know do you involve them with your stuff like do you totally take them to the, oh yeah. my gosh yeah so we tell me actually, about it well we um right now we're actually renovating a triplex that we bought uh and so we'll get them to come over and while we're like doing work on renovating and um <laughs> on one of the first visits the the previous owners had like kind of left a bunch of stuff. There wasn't any like, you know, scary garbage. That was like a worry for the children. Um, it was all just random things. So the kids oh, like, I'll admit I've taken my kids to scary garbage. Place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the kids had like little bags with them and it was like, they were in heaven, like going around finding these old tchotchkes and like random ugly things that they ended up bringing home and putting on their shelves in their room. They were just like, totally happy and now they usually just come and you know sometimes we'll like put on a kid's podcast or something for them while we're just kind of working away um so they're really seeing us in action and yeah. uh you know and even things like coming to the bank with us or whatever they're like very very involved so yeah. um not actively but like watching us do what we're doing behind the scenes so i think that it's all sinking in you know they're only yeah. five and eight but like they're starting to really get it And so, yeah, that's our current project is working on this triplex and getting it, um, planning to have it rented by the end of the year. And then we also own a duplex and our very first uh, sort of adventure, I guess, into income properties was actually our own house, which we, the very first thing we did when we bought it and moved in before we even had kids was to turn the basement into an apartment. So we would have a tenant down there always, like, and it really helped with the mortgage um, and meant eventually we did a giant like addition and renovation to the house, but kept the basement apartment always. And so actually that's the other thing is our kids have always lived with a tenant in our basement, right? Like they, <laughs> that's what they've always known. And um, they know they need to be quiet if it's before 8 a.m. because poor Ariana in the basement is gonna, <laughs> it's too noisy if they want to run around. So like they, you know, it's, I, I really feel like it's sinking in for them for sure. Yeah. Which is you know, exciting. It's, it's, that's really awesome because I do the same thing with my kids. Like we love, like, there's nothing that my nine-year-old daughter loves more than like, we give, we have a golf cart and you'd rather drive it in our neighborhood. And so like mm-hmm. we drive around and we have all these like they're not a planned unit. It's an old neighborhood. You know, we've got hundred year old houses. So like we drive around yeah. and we just look at houses and she talks about like how she would renovate them and what she, would, what fun? she likes about, it. Oh God, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I take them man. I take them to the house. Like I, I like to buy, you know, really beat up foreclosures. And yeah. so I take them in there and, I, and they, they come in and they're always like, Ugh. then I bring them back you know, as I'm doing the renovations and I show them what I'm doing. And now they like, they like, they come up with their own little ideas and they want to do stuff. And like, it's just really fun. Like I, I really enjoy involving them in the process, yeah. you know, to, I couldn't so agree normal. more. So I yes. want, cause I want it to be normal for them. Like I want them to Same. think that they can do these things, you know, because yeah. it is doable. You yeah, know? absolutely. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, so that's fun. really fun that you take them around. And so, um, uh, do you have any funny stories from them around money that you want to share before we finish? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is maybe a little bit of a sidebar. This just happened about two nights ago. My son was like talking about things he wants for Christmas, which is like, he really is into like anything robotic. So it's like, he wants like a, he wants a robot basically. And he also wants like a remote control airplane thing and stuff. 
So anyway, he was like, we were talking about it, you know, talking about how those things can be like kind of expensive. And um, this, this story is actually kind of showing me as a bit of a failure because his, his answer was like, well, you know, mom, I think, um, I think I could ask for it from Santa because then we don't need to pay, you know, Santa pays. (laughs) So you know, I think that's probably the best choice. And I was kind of like, oh God, okay. I think we need to maybe have a conversation about what Santa's budget is, but um, no, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty cute. They, we had for a long time, these piggy banks that have like three sections, which are, um, they've got like a a save and a spend and uh, like a charitable one. And so they like are understanding from a very early age, about like divvying up the money that they get. We and have a save a give and a we have a save a spend and a give or save a fun and a yeah, give or, yeah exactly it's that yeah. same idea and uh, I just found them off Amazon they were they were these great little piggy banks and um and, and then and so then moving that into it was only about a year ago that we actually took them into the bank and they opened bank accounts for the first time and so we had them bring in those piggy banks they'd already given their um their giveaway portion. Uh, but they took their spend and their save and we had them like count up the money. It was so good for like money literacy skills too, of like counting, you know, all the things together and writing down their total and, you know, giving it to the, to the guy to open up the bank accounts. And it was like something that we, they talked about for months ahead of time and then still talk about today. Um, And I just think like little moments like that, I don't remember doing that as a kid. I don't remember any of that like I and I certainly didn't have any concept of like putting money away or even having a certain amount of money to give to causes or people that I felt strongly about like I just think that we're instilling things in them in a much different way um than when I was a kid yeah I uh it's amazing how much they can soak up when you have these conversations, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'll say something. My birthday was Friday last week and, uh, my son, um, made me a card and then I opened it up and he put a $50 bill in it because <laughs> he saves all of his money. He never spends anything. So he's got like several hundred dollars saved and like, it's his like prize Aww. possession, but he put a $50 bill in my, in my card and gave it to me Aww. and was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, you I was like, I, you don't need to give me, 50. he was like, dude, it's your birthday. And everybody needs some birthday cash. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, you were too awesome. You know what I mean? That is so sweet. <laughs> so, well, listen, um, I think we've kind of talked about it quite a bit, but like Gemma, who should come and find you and where do they find you at? Yeah, great question. So if any of your listeners are interested in kind of learning more about turning what they know into an online course and starting that kind of business model for themselves, uh, you can find me at GemmaBonhamCarter.com. I actually have a free class that they might be interested in taking. So it's GemmaBonhamCarter.com forward slash class. Get some access. It's uh, about 60 minutes. Definitely bring your notebook. Lots of good stuff in there. And if they do hang out on Instagram, they can find me at Carter. Or if they like to listen to podcasts, come over and have a listen to the Passive Project podcast. We talk about all things digital marketing and business over there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me and sharing your story and being an inspiration for those that want to get out of those sweaty cars and give up, uh, you know, driving the hour each way and all that fun stuff and, and, and you know, showing people a better way to do it with your, with your programs and, um, you know, and, and then sharing with your family experiences as well. So thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids' financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.